Section 28 of Selected Interviews with Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Interviewer's Questions, read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ingersoll's Responses, read by Kristen G. Interview Title, Tolstoy and Literature. Printed in the Evening Express, Buffalo, New York, October 6, 1892. First question. What is your opinion of Count Leo Tolstoy? Ingersoll's answer. I have read Tolstoy. He is a curious mixture of simplicity and philosophy. He seems to have been carried away by his conception of religion. He is a non-resistant to such a degree that he asserts that he would not, if attacked, use violence to preserve his own life or the life of a child. Upon this question he is undoubtedly insane. So he is trying to live the life of a peasant and doing without the comforts of life. This is not progress. Civilization should not endeavor to bring about equality by making the rich poor or the comfortable miserable. This will not add to the pleasures of the rich, neither will it feed the hungry, nor clothe the naked. The civilized wealthy should endeavor to help the needy, and help them in a sensible way, not through charity, but through industry, through giving them opportunities to take care of themselves. I do not believe in the equality that is to be reached by pulling the successful down, but I do believe in civilization that tends to raise the fallen and assists those in need. Should we all follow Tolstoy's example and live according to his philosophy, the world would go back to barbarism, art would be lost, that which elevates and refines would be destroyed, the voice of music would become silent, and man would be satisfied with a rag, a hut, a crust. We do not want equality of savages. No, in civilization there must be differences, because there is a constant movement forward. The human race cannot advance in line. There will be pioneers, there will be the great army, and there will be countless stragglers. It is not necessary for the whole army to go back to the stragglers. It is better that the army should march forward toward the pioneers. It may be that the sale of Tolstoy's works is on the increase in America but certainly the principles of Tolstoy are gaining no foothold here. We are not a nation of non-resistance. We believe in defending our homes. Nothing can exceed the insanity of non-resistance. This doctrine leaves virtue naked and clothes vice in armor. It gives every weapon to the wrong and takes every shield from the right. I believe that goodness has the right of self-defense. As a matter of fact, vice should be left naked and virtue should have all the weapons. The good should not be a flock of sheep at the mercy of every wolf. So I do not accept Tolstoy's theory of equality as a sensible solution of the labor problem. The hope of this world is that men will become civilized to that degree that they cannot be happy while they know that thousands of their fellow men are miserable. The time will come when the man who dwells in a palace will not be happy if want sits upon the steps at his door. No matter how well he is clothed himself, he will not enjoy his robes if he sees others in rags, and the time will come when the intellect of this world will be directed by the heart of this world, and when men of genius and power will do what they can for the benefit of their fellow men. All this is to come through civilization, through experience. Men, after a time, will find the worthlessness of great wealth. They will find it is not splendid to excite envy in others. So, too, 
they will find that the happiness of the human race is so interdependent and so interwoven that finally the interest of humanity will be the interest of the individual i know that at present the lives of many millions are practically without value but in my judgment the world is growing a little better every day on the average men have more comforts better clothes better food more books and more of the luxuries of life than ever before it is said that properly to appreciate rousseau voltaire hugo and other french classics a thorough knowledge of the french language is necessary what is your opinion no to say that a knowledge of french is necessary in order to appreciate voltaire or hugo is nonsensical for a student anxious to study the works of this masters to set to work to learn the language of the writers would be like my building a flight of stairs to go down to supper the stairs are already there some other person built them for me and others who chose to use them men have spent their lives in the study of the french and english and have given us voltaire hugo and all other works of french classics perfect in sentiment and construction as the originals are macaulay was a great linguist but he wrote no better than shakespeare and burns wrote perfect english though virtually uneducated good writing is a matter of genius and heart reading is application and judgment i am of the opinion that wilbur's english translation of le miserable is better than hugo's original as a literary masterpiece what a grand novel it is what characters jean valjean and Avert. which in your opinion is the greatest english novel i think the greatest novel ever written in english is a tale of two cities by dickens it is full of philosophy its incidents are dramatically grouped sydney carton the hero is a marvellous creation and a marvellous character lucy manette is as delicate as the perfume of wild violets and cell one o five north tower and scenes enacted there almost touched the region occupied by lair there too madame defarge is the impersonation of the french revolution and the nobleman of the chateau with his fine features changed to stone and the messenger at helson's bank gnawing the rust from his nails all their other creations of genius and these children of fiction will live as long as imagination spreads her many-coloured wings in the mind of man what do you think of pope pope alexander pope the word carpenter a mechanical poet or stay rather a digital poet that fits him best one of those fellows who counts his fingers to see that his verse is in perfect rhythm his essay on man struck me as being particularly defective for instance all discord harmony not understood all partial evil universal good from the first epistle of his essay on man anything that is evil cannot by any means be good and anything partial cannot be universal we see in libraries ponderous tomes labelled burke's speeches no person ever seems to read them but he is now regarded as being in his day a great speaker because now no one has pluck enough to read his speeches why for thirty years burke was known in parliament as the dinner bell whenever he rose to speak everybody went to dinner this ends our interview tolstoy and literature